to another episode of Eat, Pray, Judge. I'm Gabe Pacheco. I'm Sammy Hamarne. And uh, as always, this is the show where we just watch movies that have been recommended to us that I've never seen before. And um, today, for the most be... part, we've never seen them before. Yeah, I mean, we I, like th- this one is completely outside of um, anything that I've ever experienced before. You and I both. Yeah. So uh, first time viewer for uh, today's. 2006 Step Up. It's a dance dance classic, uh, romantic. This is actually the first one I think neither one of us has seen. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I don't really know. It's starring Channing Tatum. It's <laughs> it's, two, it's Channing Tatum. Channing Channings. <laughs> Chapstick Tatums. And Chapel uh, Chapel Tattoo. <laughs> It's starring Chapel Tattoos, and he is a... And who else is in this film? We got some other cool people. Um, oh, Jenna Dewan Tatum. Future wife. Hell yeah. So uh, the chemistry that we're seeing on film here became... It's real, people. Exactly. Genuine, authentic chemistry. So the dancing that happens in this film led to them uh, just squirting out a couple kids. Yeah. yeah. So And they're happily married. There are, apparently. Yeah, according to Wikipedia. As happy as anybody can be. <laughs> so this movie came out in 2006, and I was uh, not... I mean, I looked at pop culture for this year, and I really... I don't remember a lot of it. I, I guess Paris Hilton was the Kim Kardashian of 2006. That's that a was good way to put that. Her heyday. Uh-huh. And then uh, Kim, uh, at that moment, was kind of like her weed carrier. Yeah, just like her smart... <laughs> Her bag man. Right. If she would, if if Paris Hilton was the old dirty bastard, uh, Kim Kardashian would have been her, her shorty shit stains. stains. <laughs> yeah. Shaheem, aka the rugged child. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's that's um, something to think about. It puts everything it's, in perspective. It sure does. And another image I saw <laughs> from from researching two thousand and six was uh, Britney Spears dancing pregnant. And uh, she was still with K-Fed. Oh, Kevin right. Federlin. Yeah. Wow, that was a long time ago. So I Another guess, I mean, dancing couple. Yeah, totally. Dancing, if, bringing people together. If anybody hasn't seen it, uh, Britney Spears, when she did her like comeback dance, um, and she, I, I, I think it's like, if you Google YouTube meltdown Britney Spears dance, it's, I think it's amazing. It's her doing like a late, uh, what, like Presley type Elvis, like how Elvis, when he was sort of like, Near the end and sweating, <laughs> <laughs> trying to do kung fu kicks on stage. Uh, I honestly, I I love seeing arrogant performers that are just like not giving it a hundred percent, but still just living in their confidence. And <laughs> that to me was like uh, Britney dancing just a little bit after this. Interesting, great, great stuff. Um, if oh, and who? Oh, what else was going on this year? Shakira and Wyclef. Uh, did a duet, Hips Don't Lie. It's a big, it's a big time. Yeah. Multi, uh, multi-million seller. I sing that song to myself while I'm scrubbing with a loofah in the shower sometimes. <laughs> it's, it works on so many levels. <laughs> I think that's what made it such a genuine hit. Yeah. Man, Wyclef. Yeah. Didn't he steal money from a bunch of... Like, from this, Haiti. Yeah. <laughs> from the country he was Could running like, for yeah. president and just embezzled just... mad money. Just for leaf money. <laughs> what the fuck? 
Um, you know, it's I'm still on the fence. I don't know if he did it, allegedly. Terrible rapper, an even worse human being. Uh, that's, you know, that's, that's you. That's your opinion. We're, we're both allowed to have opinions on the show. Uh, I don't have quite, quite as strong a feeling, uh, either way on Wyclef. But I can say, uh, that Evo Morales also became the first indigenous president of Bolivia in 2006. That's something. Coming from, uh, a Cocolero family. His family were, uh, co- coca leaf farmers. Interesting. I would have guessed potato farmers, but, you know. Right, Bolivian potatoes, Peruvian potatoes, thousands of different types of potatoes. When you go to Whole Foods, you see <laughs> you, you see the uh, a variety of different potatoes that you don't just see. Like in the U.S., what we mostly have russet and uh, I- Idaho russets. Yeah, Yukon, mm-hmm. Yukon gold. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you go down there, they've got different like fin- finger potatoes. Oh, they got purple potatoes in the, in the in the hundreds. Yeah, it's their number one export in Bolivia. Hmm. Apparently their second number one, uh, their number two export is feminism. They beat us out for a woman president. Oh, Evo? (laughs) (laughs) Evo is definitely a dude. They're leading leading the world in uh, potato potato exporting and, uh, you know, progressive thought. Right, that's right. Uh, Part of the the, uh, pink wave of uh, socialist and left-leaning presidents. Uh, coming out of Latin America during the uh, mid 2000s. Yes, they can. Si se puede. Uh, uh, movies that uh, I watched instead of seeing this in the theaters were The Departed. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And uh, my favorite scene in that is when uh, Johnny Wahlberg is walking around with like Marky foot- Mark, Mark Wahlberg, little footies. <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> He's wearing those little surgical footies. He's a bean town. He's like a bean town ninja assassin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dressed in hospital scrubs. That was. I mean, that movie was entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. I like the scene where everyone dies on the elevator. Yeah, multiple gunshots. Anthony Anderson. Mm-hmm. It felt it felt Tarantino esque. Oh yeah, in that they just don't care who dies. It was a remake of another. Like, I forgot that. I, I don't want to get into this because it's not a the movie we're covering. And I don't really know the name of the actual movie that Scorsese like it was. Uh, right. It was, I believe, a Chinese film originally. Probably like a Hong Kong shooter. Yeah, film. exactly. Like not you know the old John Woo style, but like uh, hard boiled or. Yeah, it was yeah. a remake, or an adaptation. But uh, yeah, ba- I mean, basically, um, so you know, he he could have made his own film, but instead he just remade something. Yeah. Uh, in uh, English. With an all-star cast. And in Boston English, it's a little bit different. <laughs> um, oh, what else happened? Oh, Crash won an Academy Award that year. Oh, for, for racism. Yeah, or for like... <laughs> for like an, an, N, an NPR right. like discourse uh, resolution of racism. Finally, we've, we've handled racism now. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you, Crash. Thank you, Crash. Thank, Cra- thank, Lu- thank, thank you, Paul Haggis. Uh, a guy that's named after a uh, Scottish delicacy, uh, minced meat wrapped in sheep stomach. A, a film where we're supposed to what humanize the uh, uh, a, a brutal racist white police officer, right? And then also feel sympathy for a downtrodden like black family and maybe also Latino family. Yeah, just LA in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Mm. Microcosms. And uh, the Basque separatist movement, uh, the the least charismatic of the uh... the terror groups, the ETA, <laughs> yeah. ETA. ETA. Decided to cease fire permanently. Okay, cool. You know? Not, you know, the, apparently the world was watching. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
The world wasn't paying any attention to them. It's and so they were funny like, hey, how guys. little people yeah. fucking even give a shit about, you know, European terror organizations. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the WNBA of terrorism. I know, I'm like, I'm like, golf clap. Great, great job, guys. Great job. Not speaking Spanish that I can pronounce or understand. You put an embargo on sheep. <laughs> I know, they do, they just, uh, whenever I think of, like, the Basque, I'm just like, oh, you guys rock wool sweaters, kind of like Bolivians. Yeah, but, just really good food and su- surprise, just super angry for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, don't you guys have public schools there? And, like, you yeah, know, it's like all that stuff. And, um, oh, man. <laughs> it's like the, uh, it's like, it's the, uh, what's that, that word? It's like brack, brackish for salt water and, uh, and, and fresh water mixing. It's like Spanish and, and French. We just you know nobody nobody likes tended to not like each other. <laughs> the worst qualities of both. Oh god. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and Saddam Hussein got hung. Yeah, he did. So sentenced to hu- to hang, sentenced to be hanged. Yeah, man, I thought he was going to live out his days like in a in just a in jail cell in the U.S. Oh right. Yeah. No, I, know. I thought I thought they were going to bring him here to like hang out with uh, Manuel Noriega. They sent him back, right? He was hung. Yeah, I don't even know if they took him out of Iraq. No, I don't I think, think they ever just, did, right? Yeah, he was just there hanging out with like a Santa Claus beard. Uh, and right. Then he, then he was wearing the uh, the gray suit with the open uh, white shirt. That's looking right. Looking like uh, Tom Cruise in Collateral. He just looked like a human gremlin. Like a human, <laughs> uh, whatever the thing the gremlins were before they changed. Remember that? He had like the spotty two-tone <laughs> the beard. A mogwai? A mogwai. Yeah, You're like, don't, <laughs> don't like feed a, this dictator after a midnight. A swarthy mogwai. Um... No, his time came to a close. So his usefulness came mm-hmm. to a close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got all that oil. So uh, you just came back from Miami, and literally, uh, literally minutes ago. Uh, and that actually, when when you told me that you were getting off a plane from Miami, it made me think of a the first time that I ever uh, danced. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was at school. I was I was in first grade at St. Thomas, which was it's now a defunct Catholic school. Okay. In uh, Washington D.C., St. Thomas, huh? St. Thomas, totally. And the year that uh, the year that I was there, Gloria Estefan's bad, bad boys, Miami Sound Machine, <laughs> exactly, Miami Sound Machine. So Gloria Estefan's bad, bad boys. What are you doing like, at Conga? Um, we'll, we'll we'll get into it. Gotcha. But if you, anybody who hasn't seen the video really should. It's super disturbing, especially if you're like a child, because she's just dancing with a bunch of grown men who are dressed like cats. But they're, it's in that, it's the Valley of the Uncanny. They don't look like cute furries. They're like, they look a little scary, like it's in a dark oh, like, alley. Like Mr. Mephistopheles, like the cats thing. That shit always freaked me out. Right. When I would see things with the musical cats, I was thoroughly creeped out by the cat yeah. costumes. No bueno. Just I weird. Totally. Like, I can just imagine seeing these cat, cat people in a fever dream. Mr. Mephistopheles. That's a creepy name. So I'm, I'm uh, in first grade, and all the boys... <clears throat> We were going to do a Miami Vice-themed dance to the song Bad Bad Boys. And uh, I was like the lightest skinned kid in the class, mm-hmm. so I was going to be Crockett. My, my parents got me a little uh, Hawaiian shirt and like a white dress coat, a suit coat. And uh, How did you rock 5 o'clock uh, Shadows double? Oh, we just did... just. just oh, you actually little, did it? A little makeup. God, yeah. Full. Yeah. Very full. We you went full. The you full Monty on the steel. Hangover face. And, uh, uh, you know, I was I was just hanging out with dudes, uh, and, and uh, I got dared to flash the dance teacher, or rather to expose myself, so I, like, pulled out my, my, my dick uh, when she her back was turned. 
this was after school and uh you know she she turned uh and saw it before i could put it back away and i got i got kicked kicked out of the dance performance not the um, school, though. No, no, no. She said, you're out of here. And I lived across the street from the school, so I just wa- I just walked home. I'm yeah. like, I'm in first grade. This would never happen today. Uh-huh. But, like, they just let me walk out. So I was like, all right. And I left. And I think I got dared, and this kid gave me some Garbage Pail Kid cards to seems, do it. Seems so I'm, it. like, counting these Garbage Pail Kid cards. I'm, like, super excited that I got, you know, paid off. And um, I go home. I don't think about it at all. I just start watching Thundercats. And I don't tell my parents what happened or anything. And the next day, I show up at school. And I don't even know why she made a big deal out of it yet. Because I didn't have, like, body shame. I was like, why some... Like, it was a tiny penis. What do you mean? <laughs> well, it was like a little first grader penis. Like, who's making a big deal out of that? Nobody. Like, mountains out of molehills. And uh, the next day, I show up at school. And, like, during math class, one of the, the nuns takes me out into the hallway. And she's like, hey. She looks at me. She says, are you going to do that again? Uh, and I said no, and she said, "Okay, you're back. You're back in the show." Good answer. So, man, uh, and my parents were none the wiser. So that was my first experience dancing on stage was was for that performance. Yeah. Afterwards, and uh, my first time exposing myself uh, in a room full of people. Your first time. Yeah, and I got laughs, so I was I like, hope so. pretty excited about that. So when you say your first time, there have been others. <laughs> I mean, that's for another podcast. <laughs> cool. I don't think I want to listen to that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, just like you know, I, I that again made me think about this movie, Interesting. like how how like he you know Channing Tatum's in the performance, and then oh, he's out of the performance, yeah. and then he's in the performance. Or he got in through uh, you know just being uh, uh, how I, I don't know a bad boy, a bad boy. Yeah, yeah. He was dared into breaking into a into a, a school, a liberal arts school, and trashing it. So, for people who haven't seen the movie, uh, we've got Chanum Tating, and the opening scene is him dancing in a, what seems to be an abandoned factory. Let's, let's start uh, Channing Tatum. Say gonna, what? His name is Channing Tatum. Chancellot? Chancellot Toronto. Sir Chancellot, yeah. <laughs> so, Channum Tatum. Chan- Ch- Chaffrey Talcum. <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. It's Channing. Channing. Tatum. 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 Yeah. There we go. He was great in The Hateful Eight. What, he was in that? Yeah, and in 21 Jump Street. Those are yeah, the two no, I actually, I, I think he's, he's he's fun to watch, Super man. Super funny dude. He dude. was also in This Is The End. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he had a little cameo, and he was, uh, was Jonah Hill's, like, love slave, like his fuck toy. Sure. That was good. Uh, so, so we got him, and he's in this film. <coughs> right. The opening scene, it, we're juxtaposing two different environments. Correct. We've got him, and he's doing some stomp the yard, mm. uh, very artistic uh, renditions of what dancing in an ur- in an urban apocalyptic space would be. Right. And then uh, on the opposite side, we have the uh, heroine of the film, our leading lady, Jenna Dewan, and she is uh, doing ballet. Correct. Showing you the two sides of the coin, and honestly, the whole time I was watching but how they come together, I kept thinking about ballet and how all of people who ha- have to keep like a certain weight uh-huh. to do that, and how it's going to give you eating disorders. Yeah, um, well, definitely. Well, not, it, it's disorders. not a hundred percent going to give you eating disorders, but I think people who are in that world are more susceptible mm-hmm. to the pressures that lead to eating disorders. Sure. And then at the same time, I was thinking about everybody in this, like, abandoned factory space just getting diabetes from, like, <laughs> working out in a food desert. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So like when they're done, when they're done dancing, they're just like, hell yeah, time to go to McDonald's. Let's get some Cheetos in me. <laughs> <laughs> I need some empty calories. <laughs> so, you know, opposite ends of yeah. the spectrum. Like one end leading you to starve yourself, and the other end just giving you like hypertension and yeah. diabetes environmentally. They could call this movie Blackface Swan because it, it just <laughs> muddled up some racial lines. Yeah. Well, you know, we could look at it racially or socioeconomically. There are two different ways to take it. Yeah. Um, well, what's cool, progressive man, Chanum, his two best friends are, are two black dudes. Uh, it's brothers. Mm -hmm. um, as in, like, they're, like, siblings. Right. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they all, they all hang out. They all hang out, and they're, like... They go to a like a public school where they don't really have a lot of ambitions or aspirations. Zero structure. And uh, then they go to dance parties and like uh, again abandoned row houses. Yeah. is what it looks like. It looks I mean, like that's where you're introducing the third character, the third main character, the city of Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, well, I'm watching this and I was like, this is like a very lightweight uh, rendition of The Wire. Yeah. Or like you know, Eight Mile for pussies. <laughs> Uh, I also thought of a, the movie Eight Mile. Right. Yeah. Kind of hard to not draw those parallels. Yeah, man. First, first scene, we've got uh, oh, Chanum dating uh, Chanum. Yeah, just, Channing just go. Chatham. Yep. He knows who he is. Oh my god. I I thought I thought I wasn't gonna like him at all in the yeah. opening scene where he's just like mongoosing around some girl, <laughs> just slither dancing on some like vanilla ice, uh, cool as ice. Dance moves? Yeah. I don't know of uh, this world. Just the hardcore dance world. <laughs> where people do, do what looks fucking amazingly choreographed. Mm -hmm. Thoughtfully choreographed. Painstakingly choreographed. Uh, just, you know, recreationally. Yeah. Pre-YouTube as well. Yeah. So, like, you know, because now... Wait, is this pre-YouTube? This, I think YouTube started blowing up in around 2005, <laughs> 2006. Mm -hmm. And then after that, like... Today, if you want to learn any dance moves, you can go and there is an instructional video well, for you. You can learn how to tie a tie. You can do anything you want on YouTube. Hell yeah, man. Everything. You can just like learn how to pop, pop and lock, lock and dubstep. I, my buddy used to send me videos. He was, grew up in Memphis and he's very proud of that. Well, he split between D.C. and Memphis. And uh, he would always send me YouTube videos of bucking, which is like a, a, a Memphis-style, like, you know, crunk-style uh, dance, <laughs> yeah. dance thing. Okay, that's it. Sounds I feel like that was uh, two thousand, right, right around that time. Bucking, bucking. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's. That sounds like something you do at a uh, like a like a cowboy bar or a hoedown. Yeah. Right. I mean, a honky tonk. It is the South. Just bucking at the honky tonk. Memphis. Memphis. Um. Yeah. So that yeah okay so the whole the, the dance world which is apparently a uh, you know I guess it's a real thing. Oh man, I, I mean, I've watched a couple dance movies that I really like. There's one where okay. there's like uh, dudes from South Central like uh, dressing up like clowns and right. crumping. Crumping. That's a big thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I also used to watch uh, breakdance, um, international breakdance competition videos. Breakdancing is, yeah. So, uh, and what was really interesting was watching like the Rocksteady crew versus uh, the Japanese B-Boys. Because like, you see a cultural difference right. where all of the uh, Rocksteady crew... The, the in Japan they all dress in the exact same like red Adidas jumpsuit the right. whole the whole crew looked identical Japanese kids taking hip hop to a whole new yeah. super tan with dreadlocks 
just in lockstep, they're all doing the same move. And then you look at the Rocksteady crew, and these dudes are, like, crazy flamboyant. Like, everyone's got a different pirate costume on. <laughs> like, one guy... All the like... Japanese kids look like Gary, like <laughs> Japanese versions of Gary Oldman from True Romance. <laughs> <laughs> and the Japanese guys, like, they'll, like, form, like, Voltron and make, like, a big rolling ball. And then... But the American Rocksteady crew, like, has nothing... Because they're just hyper-individualists. Yeah. So there's nothing they have to combat this, like, Borg. So less of a teamwork <laughs> motif, is what you're saying. Yeah. Like, crazy legs. It's on his own page. Right. He's right. doing his own thing. Right. They, he might be wearing, like, a like a cape. Mm-hmm. Different. <laughs> <laughs> the old, old Cool J fucking Kangol uh, rain hat. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, I watched a little bit of breakdancing. Yeah. I don't know. Right, yeah, it's, it's one of those, it's like, you know, for a kid like me who grew up listening to hip-hop and you know, getting with the graffiti thing, uh, it was that cult, the, the part of the culture that was the least familiar to me. Because mm-hmm. that shit in the early 90s was, you know, that was the one that fell off. Yeah. Like, people weren't breakdancing after, after 91, you know? Right. Well, I think, like, once it started being a McDonald's commercial, right. there, I think there were waves of breakdancing being popular and then not popular. So in the mid, but, like, I'd say in the mid-90s, I start, I went to raves. Right. So I went from punk shows to hardcore shows to raves. Right. And what, uh, at those events, you'd see people, like, popping and locking. And then that led to a tiny bit of floor work. So I was like, okay, I can see, I always wanted, I wanted to do uh, breakdancing. Yeah. But there just wasn't, uh... Like I said, the YouTube videos weren't there. I didn't know where the school... There wasn't, like, a school of breakdancing yeah. in D.C. Uh, full circle, again, the rave scene in D.C. was mostly actually in Baltimore. That's where the parties would be. So we would drive, like, at 1 o'clock in the morning to, like, a warehouse in Baltimore. Dude, That's I what would... D.C. Go, kids did. I would go to a Baltimore rave on uh, Sundays <clears throat> at noon. Fever. Sunday Mass. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and that was amazing, because it was during... It was in the middle of the day. Yeah. And uh, all you had were just a bunch of uh, drugged kids, out kids, drugged out kids, finding a place to like do ecstasy and, and uh, take bumps of ketamine. Yeah, definitely not my scene, but at, I was. I went to a couple of at them at two thirty p.m. Yeah, that's just a <laughs> weird way to live your life. And then you'd get home. You'd you'd come home at like eight eight o'clock in the afternoon in the evening, and your parents were none the wiser. No, that's actually probably why they did it that way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to church. Yeah, and you got a good night. You got a good night of sleep. You yep. had to go to school the next day. You know, well rested. Hopefully, you come down, drink some milk. <laughs> well, yeah. I think. I mean, if you start at noon. Yeah, I mean, you never, you know, you never know. Uh, for anyone that hasn't seen this movie, very briefly, we've got Channing Tatum. Uh, Channing Tatum. <laughs> as soon as the recording God goes on, damn. It's a, it's a, it's, I, I just want you to know that uh, Gabe really he pronounced the name perfectly as soon as we stopped recording to I was edit. Like, Channing. <laughs> as soon as it goes on, Tatum. He's got fucking mush mouth. Channing Tatum. There we go. Uh, God damn it, Gabe. I'm proud of you. Okay, so he is an or he's uh, living in a foster home. Oh yeah, a mixed race foster home. A he's rough got and tumble a kid. Black younger brother and a white younger sister who's very sassy. And then there's a dad who's kind of like a drunk dude on the couch who's not his dad. And he uh, hangs out with these two dudes all the time. They break into cars together. They go to parties together. They live a very reckless life, but they seem, like, really friendly. You know, they're, like, Cosby Show friendly. Super weirdly friendly, yeah. Like, they're just, they're completely non-threatening. So say I were to, you know, base my whole uh, idea of what foster kids are, according to Hollywood, uh, they're all multi-talented performers, apparently. Because every foster kid in his home can dance. 
And right. then there's Annie, who can sing and dance. She's a foster kid. Yeah. So is that just what you need for talent? I think so. I think you need that struggle. Mm. I think you need to know that people won't love you unconditionally. At all. You better you better <laughs> fucking tap dance your way into their hearts. <laughs> yeah, you gotta... <laughs> You need a wicked jump shot. <laughs> so, uh, so foster kids. That I mean, basically, yeah. If you want to get good at something, uh, make sure that your parents die. Yeah, and then get adopted. <laughs> yeah, make sure that happens, guys. Menendez it. <laughs> so Channing Tatum, uh, he is that. That's the that's the one one character. And then we've got the other character, um, Jenna Dewan, and she is she's uh, got a single mom at home, and she is on a scholarship I'm gonna say to yeah, right yeah is she on a full school but they're all like technically it's like it's what it's like a Juilliard school for high school kids or you know uh, yeah. like a, like fame basically right. so these kids can't, like I don't even know if it's scholarships but there's like definitely an endowment set up for this sort of thing where it's, it's a program you have to apply and get into yeah um, and uh, they seem well to do though they live in like a nice neighborhood her dad was an executive who died and her mom by the way another Baltimore fact was the uh, was was the one of prosecutor. the head of church prosecutor from uh, The Wire that's right I uh, love that actress. Yeah, she's great, man. Uh, so yeah, so uh, so Jenna in she's she needs to uh, perform uh, as well as possible for a showcase where all of the industry in Baltimore is going to see her dance. Right. And her mother does not uh, approve of her dancing lifestyle. Her mom has no faith that she's going to make it as a dancer, and so her mom wants her to apply to colleges, and that's her big tension. Is should she follow her art, her passion, her dream, and can she showcase it well enough to get money, uh, to put food on the table, being a dancer, or should she give up all of her dreams and just go to school and become, um, like you know, study to do HR? Yeah, just for go a corporation. to go, go go the traditional route. Right, traditional route. And then Channing uh, Tatum doesn't have any dreams. Classic wrong side of the track story, you know, like the guy from the rough and tumble, I'll use that term again. <laughs> hard scrabble. <laughs> yeah, hard scrabble. School of hard knocks. <laughs> right, right. Kid from along the tracks who can pop and lock with the best of them versus a classically trained uh, ballerina with, uh, you know. With a, with a pressure. Sil- silver spoonish, but with like, you know, yeah. adult quite pressures. Middle class bougie pressures. Bingo. Being uh, imposed on her by her parents, her mom. Her mother. So uh, Channing Tatum is—he's um, a little bit of a follower. Chinaco Adiejo. <laughs> yeah, and he ends up—he uh, ends up following his friends into the uh, the school. Mm. Uh, they break in at night and they trash uh, the set for a play. Skinny. The, the school's going to put on, but uh, Channing Tatum is honorable in that when the security guard shows up to uh, arrest them, he takes the blame for the whole thing. He's the fall guy, and uh, he doesn't he ain't snitch. No rat, son. He ain't no rat. Uh, so the the pre- the conceit of the film is that he has to do two hundred hours of community service at this school, and it's really the first time that he ever sees what the other half uh, learn like. I won't mm-hmm. say live like, but how you know certain people uh, are educated, right, and have opportunities. Um, so that's kind of like a jump off point that I'm interested in. Is that uh, like this school? Yeah, the School of the Arts in Maryland. Right. Well, I mean, obviously a fictional school, um, but there are you know there are programs like that in in in, in you know major cities. Yeah. Major American cities. Uh, D.C. We had one. Duke Ellington was that school mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. where people, you know, 
could artistically express themselves had to get into the school. Yeah. And perform. It was, it was a performance based, and all, all all across the board, right? They did everything there. There's like, but th- I think there's a, like an educational uh, philosophy. Rudolf Steiner, he uh, is the guy who's in charge of the sort of the founding of the Waldorf schools. And I don't okay. know if you ever had friends that went to Waldorf schools, but all those kids have to like learn an instrument. They learn how to car- like do wood carving. Yeah. They um, there's this idea that like uh, every human uh, or student at the school has to to be a like 360 degree human. You should know how to do all of these. things. I think that's an awesome idea. And uh, and so it, it's interesting to me that they have to. There's this is like a talented tenth idea where right. they shuttle just some kids to get this very small right. Um, a very small number of kids get the privilege. It's true to uh, to even express themselves. We had a program like that at my elementary school. I went to a small elementary school called Horace Mann. Uh, it was part of the six school directory in DC. So it was like these were schools in like you know, you know, nicer upper middle class middle class neighborhoods. Uh, we had this program called Fillmore. Now Fillmore was like a, 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 an art school that we would yeah. go to on Mondays for six months out of the school year. And we could take anything from pottery to dance to acting improvisation to yeah. poetry. You throwing throwing things in the kiln? Be damned! I was terrible at that. Just shit. glazing pots. I mean, I like the acting class. I learned trumpet there. Like it, it was, it was actually very similar. You know, and obviously, some people, based on their situations, are afforded these these luxuries. Which I, I mean, I, you know, as a program, I'm not going to get too sappy on this one, but I think it's a fucking great idea for kids to be as well rounded as humanly possible. Yeah. Especially now, when you fucking not, no amount of degrees is going to help you. Um, do anything. Do you might as well just start doing podcasts with your friends? <laughs> but yeah, right. th- th- for sure, there's a there's a there's a different learning program based on how how, how you came up and where you are, especially in cities, big cities in America. Yeah, that's so, where you're going to see the biggest dichotomy between the two. Uh, Channing Tatum, like his first day going uh, <clears throat> to be the janitor there, he just sees ever like clusters of kids in the hallway yeah. just being crazily flamboyantly talented. Yeah, and it's it reminded me of like the. In every X-Men movie, where, like, the new right. mutant, uh, it walks through the mansion for the first time, like, some kid's running through the wall, and, like, another kid transforms into a werewolf. Yeah, uh, like that's... a soda fountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just so upgrades. This, this montage of, uh, of talented kids. Yeah. And this is, this is where he belongs. Yeah. Uh, Channing Tatum. He's right. a, the, the, the Quicksilver mongoose oh, but he doesn't uh, popping, know. He b-boy. He don't know it yet. He don't know. He doesn't know. So uh, so then he meets uh, Jenna when he's uh, he's doing janitor work mm-hmm. in the rehearsal I space. love that they put him in the most, you know, sort of demeaning role they could have in that. So you're, you're going to clean up everything. Right. Instead of anything else that would help him learn anything. They're like, we're going to make you feel worse about yourself. <laughs> so we're going to have you clean up after them. They yeah. wouldn't want him to be like a tech guy or help do, you know, Anything, anything good for him. Now, uh, when okay, so when I, I think about like d- male dancers, mm-hmm. I know that you have to be incredibly um, physically fit, right, to do that. And were they kind of playing into this stereotype by having all of the male dancers that she auditions uh, be like kind of weak, like weak? I don't want to like inf- effeminate. Just they're all like none of them could pick her up, right. They're like, eh. And she just hit her wall. And, uh, and, that, and that's and the one, where... And the one guy hurt himself. <laughs> I came down awkward on my ankle. <laughs> Doctor says I can't dance for six weeks. Sorry, Jenna. You're mad dense. Yeah. We can't. No one can pick you up. 
Only only uh, Channing Tatum. Only Marshall Mathers. Right. Right. The Marshall Mathers of ballet breakdancing. <laughs> Marshall Mathers of Baltimore fame. Oh, man. Have you ever seen uh, someone who's classically trained in, in ballet try to breakdance? No, I feel like it's against their uh, oh, against man. the grain for them. It, it is painful to watch. I can imagine. Because you'll see like do. yeah, you'll see a cipher of people because it's like a herky jerky aggressive style of dance, and then add and then someone will come in and do like a plie or like just swan swan glide mm-hmm. across the circle, and you're just like ah oh, stop stop. So it doesn't fit. No, it doesn't fit. Like Channing Tatum at fame it initially. Feels, initially. Um. Yeah, so they start they start rehearsing together. Uh, good chemistry. Yep. Fun to watch on screen. They yeah they get, I mean they obviously get along from you know once she starts to respect him a little bit. Well, how did she finds out because he's doing weird dances in the parking lot when his two buddies come to pick him up, and she sees that he's talented and she kind of hides behind the window mm-hmm. and he knows she's looking. Yeah. She likes what she sees, all, all across the board. So there was that connection. That's right. Plus, she was dating like a fucking Backstreet Boy at the time, right? Right, and this the, uh, he brings up an, an interesting point, like how uh, when you're following your dreams, you are going to be a little selfish. I yeah, I mean, like you know, all those that dudes, yeah. So like that. So her boyfriend has uh, is collaborating with a producer, and her boyfriend is a singer. Yep. And uh, what happens though? Like if if uh, when industry comes and they want to pluck one of you up. Do you uh, refuse the call because you you need to bring your partner with you? Or what if your partner is, like, dead weight? Yeah. Right? That's That was kind of the... And then, and then sort of we see iterations of this over and over again with uh, Jenna, right? She, right. She's, first she's dancing with uh, her other partner. He sprains his leg. Uh, he's replaceable. You're Easily. only as good... You're only as good as... as your last dance. As your... Hey, <laughs> listeners, you're only as good as your last dance. Never forget that. Yeah. So keep 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 your sword sharp. Don't fucking fall weird on your ankle. Right. Or you might become like the you god of the Wu-Tang Clan. Don't roll shit. Yeah. Don't roll your ankle. Um, synopsis of the film, that's what happens. He gets sentenced to uh, community service at this school. And then sort of, you know, luckily has the exact skill set that needs that they need, uh, if, you know, for, for her uh, showcase, her dancing showcase. So they start getting into it, and that's when the movie kind of kicks off into high gear. I love that you called him Marshall Mathers, because uh, that is, I wrote that in my notes. Oh, yeah. He's like Marshall Mathers. Yeah. Uh, skinny. How do you feel about Skinny? Skinny. <laughs> With his glowing belt. Yeah. And, and his, his like, loud and his, reckless. His, like, lugs outfit. Do you think uh, Skinny had a learning disability that went undiagnosed? I'm sure he did. I'm sure he had several. He had, like, Tourette's. There was something and... wrong with him. Yeah, and again, I mean, this is a case where maybe if we just funded schools a little bit better to have psychologists on staff, so people just don't fall through the cracks, right? Because they always do. Yeah, I look. I saw him within the first uh, five minutes of seeing him on the screen. I was like, "Oh my god, this kid is going to get uh, shot, and we're going to have a message." Oh, you knew that was. (laughs) I just. I was like, "There's no way that this kid survives this movie." They're like, "This kid, your roles, yeah." Cautionary tale. He is a cautionary tale. Yeah. Be like, don't be loud. Don't steal cars. Don't steal cars from fucking just hooded out dudes that sell drugs. You, you know. Also, 
uh, well, they're, they're stealing cars, and then they're dancing all over the cars yeah. that they steal. So that's like their trademark, their calling card. <laughs> yeah, just fingerprints and yeah. shoe size. <laughs> and, and shoe size. <laughs> shoe prints. It's like we've got a size 11 Air Force One. Why are those and, kids uh, dancing on that car? Oh, they just <laughs> stole it. Yeah. So terrible. They are terrible car thieves. Yeah. Um, you know, I also wrote down, he's like the goodwill hunting of dancing. Yeah, it's another exact, I, I had that written down as well. Um, that's kind of what it is. Yeah, so you'll like this movie if you like 8 Mile, but don't like rap. Yeah. And if you or like, like goodwill like, hunting, but don't like, but using don't your like brain. math. Yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're a 14 year old girl. Um, I love when he steps to her boyfriend. Yeah. So they're so that they, made me this uncomfortable. Is... <laughs> he was tough, dude. This is interesting too. You, I, as an adult, I never see this, but it feels like something that um, is totally high school, where you'll have it? you'll have guys like almost come to fisticuffs. Oh yeah, dude! Because everyone's walking around with raging hard-ons and nowhere to nowhere to do anything with it. Just tension, sexual sexual tension leads to in-house fighting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did like go in jail. I. This being in Baltimore, I really did want to see more Wire-esque moments. Like, I wanted them to come across a Marlowe from the Wire type character. I mean, that's, they stole the, the, Skinny stole the car from Marlowe. Ah, there we go. Yeah. Um, so obviously they start gaining chemistry, and they kind of start liking each other. And they're just waiting for her creeper backstreet boyfriend to get sort of mm-hmm. added for the kind of scummy dude he is. Uh, here is a way that you can always, if you guys write a romantic film, this is the way that you can endear the, uh, the guy to the woman who's playing hard to get. Um, you can always endear the guy by having him either go to an old folks home and play Scrabble, Yahtzee, or Parcheesi with old people. Right. Or you can put that guy in a room with a bunch of little ballerinas. And he has to take ballet classes with a bunch of little girls. And we've got two scenes of uh, ch- <laughs> Chancellery <laughs> Totinos. <laughs> Channing Tatum. Yep. Uh, doing plies. Right. Well, I remember when the first scene when he's dancing outside with his buddies his first day of work when she's watching him in the window. Yeah. The guy was like, what are they doing there? And he just starts doing ball- ballerina moves, like make- mocking them. Mm-hmm. And they all start laughing. So yeah, he's clowning on their shit. Yeah, but I thought uh, this this ties into other films we've already seen. Like the uh, in uh, Cruel Intentions, Ryan Felipe. Yep. He goes to the old folks' home. Taz pretends to play uh, Scrabble with, yeah. the, with the lady. And uh, John Cusack uh, goes to the old folks' home in... Uh, say anything. Wow. Oh, too old. I didn't even... How did we not make that... I'm making these connections, man. Right now. That's People good. People don't know. I've got... Hindsight, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, dude. I've got all my show notes from the different shows that we have yeah. uh, with pins in them and like... <laughs> <laughs> like little, a DP. Yeah. I'm trying to follow the money. Nice. Smart. Just like Donnell Rawlings. And... Uh, okay. She's driven. He's aimless. He's like Lloyd Dobler right. in that. Yeah, he's a more hard, hard, hard Scrabble. Ron Goblet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I feel like 
<laughs> no, there's some there's some common tropes there, like like John Cusack can say anything. Yeah, John no Cusack's parents. got no real um, parents. No real parents, and he has, and both yeah. John and Channing yeah. have to take care of their younger siblings. <laughs> He's basically siblings. like the Seattle version of this dude, right? Minus so, like the hard, the foster care and the uh, ethnic diversity. Um, an interesting thing is when they go when they start hooking up. I actually wrote this down. I wrote romance can fuck up the chemistry. Yeah. So I was actually nervous that they would become terrible dancers. Wow, this movie gave you visceral feelings. The minute that I they stop looked laughing. up, yeah, you could. Yeah, it no, was I was hilarious to me. I mean, I've uh, I've had creative uh, projects with people, and yeah. like you, you know, you see people act, and like then they hook up, and then right after that, they just can't. Yeah, you don't shit where you eat, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so that's that was kind of something that I I was anticipating seeing in this film, and I didn't see. Was I thought, oh, they're gonna sleep together, and then like the next day, they won't be able to dance, and they're gonna have like a shouting match in front of everyone else <laughs> in the room, right? Um, but that didn't happen. Another thing that uh, I thought was was. I don't know if it would have happened in real life. Was when they go to their friend's uh, live music performance. Um, the uh, girl who is a backup singer for the band. I didn't. I never understood that, and I've seen this twice now. But yeah, continue. I didn't want to he, cut you off. No, it's fine. Like who the, who the lead singer of the group, her boyfriend, decides to make out with a girl behind like a trash can. I thought she was Mario's girlfriend the whole time. I didn't understand. Yeah. And Mario, man. She got done wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know where that dude's from, but I know he was like a mid, you know, like late 90s, early 2000s, like, pop cat. Yeah, we'll Spotify Mario later. Sure. You know? I might put on some YouTube instructional videos sure uh, with Mario not. songs I'm in sure the background. I'm sure he's on <laughs> so The reason I think we're, we're, we're kind of having trouble is because the movie doesn't really... It's kind of like a one-note movie. You know, like, there's, like, there's not a lot of tension... I mean, they, like, the tension they create seems mild until they just, like, they knew that probably, like, going into, like, the 15th day of shooting. They're like, yeah, someone's got to get shot. So well, they don't even so know what's going on. It's interesting. So this film feels very teen, like, very uh, teeny bop. Yeah. Um, you know, the it's uh, the way that it represents, um, like, dancing. Right. Uh, feels just super glossy. And I mean, they were definitely going after a specific demographic here. Sorry, but there's a real big tone shift because you've got like you've got some really rugged things happening. Like you have uh, car thieves, car thieves. You've got uh, living in foster homes, yep. which I'm sure it, it, it's not a picnic. Um, you also have these guys coming from like what is a terrible public school, uh, and we don't really see. We could compare and contrast right. the difference between schools. A lot, but like if I made this movie, it'd be like much more of a like a savage inequality type film showing the grittier aspects of Baltimore. Yeah, but Baltimore is a backdrop. Yeah, but a then lot of bad be things happen it to young women, which right. is what they did. A lot of bad things are happening, but they're like, but it's like uh, in a soft focus, it's polished. And we've got like like skinny dying is very like menace to society. Yeah, I was about to say like, that's like, a, a, they take like little form like, like you know some 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 plots from like a like you know. Good movies, good hood movies, basically. Yeah. You know? Like, there's, like, little elements. But, like, when he got shot, I was like, that fucking came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, absolutely. I was like, he's dead? Oh, no, see, like, I knew. I, I know. I know we're, like, on different pages. But, I mean, like, this. it's, you can't set, like, a tone where, like, you know, it's a fo- it's like a Disney-polished way to, like, do it. But then, they, and, like, the shooting was, like, I was like, oh, shit. Right, it's like why? watching a Hannah Montana episode where, and, like, like someone, some character yeah. just gets, like, murked, like... A yeah. headshot. Or, like, she's, like, dancing and singing at, like, Degrassi Junior High, and then some kid has, like, a savage heroin addiction. 
<laughs> like out of nowhere. It's like, oh shit, just got weirdly real. Uh, I know. He, he somebody shows up with like abscesses. Yeah, and just and like, <laughs> gotta get their arm amputated because it's gangrenous. Good God. <laughs> um. Well then, but then after Skinny dies, uh, we see some another message that I think is very uh, poignant, and that's that um, uh, fear of death will help you get better at stuff. It's funny these these characters can only succeed once someone dies. The great equalizer. So Channing Tatum starts taking his career seriously as a dancer after Skinny dies, and so does um, the brother, the yeah. older brother. Uh, you know. So sometimes, you know, I, I think it's a bummer that uh, they have to, have, you have to have someone you love die before you succeed. I mean, yeah, let's, uh, I, don't, I but, definitely didn't want to have to figure that out on my own. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather stay where I'm at and have everyone around me live. Yeah. yeah. Hard, hard turn. It brought them back together as friends, too. Mm-hmm. Um, because they had had their outs because he thought, uh, his buddy thought he was, I forgot what his name was. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin, Kevin's not here to yeah. get a fact check for us. Yeah, you can tell. Um, yeah, he, like they had like a little falling out because he thought that he was spending too much time with his fake fame school friends dancing. Right. And spending too much time with a girl, he felt he, you know, marginalized their friendship. And and also, uh, like the, it, it felt a little too forced when uh, Channing asked him, "Hey, do, why don't you play basketball for the school?" Oh yeah, that was funny. A little, and he, little, and he's little, like, "Get off my back!" Yeah, he's like, "You quit everything." Mad <laughs> defensive. That's when you know you're right. <laughs> right. And also, Channing is like incredibly talented. Clearly, he didn't quit everything. Like, no, that he never he stopped was... dancing. Right. So uh, also. <laughs> for being a movie about dancing, I don't think that I would watch this film again for its dancing. Yeah. And as someone who likes dancing, I would I'd say that is something that's lacking. Like there are movies that have more dancing in them. Yeah. For what you for what they say they are. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't watch this movie again for free. I guess is the best way to put that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I don't have like a. a a comparison model. Footloose. Okay. You know, I've never seen Footloose. The montage. Dancing immediately throws me off of stuff. Uh-huh. Just, I don't, you know, I, I lose interest. Oh, you'd love it. You'd love it. Yeah, uh, Footloose? Yeah, Chris Penn's in it. A young Chris Penn. Oh. R.I.P. Uh, yeah. Dr- he dresses up like a cowboy. Also, Jonathan Lithgow, who's an awesome actor. Yeah. Season four, Dexter killed it. The Trinity Killer. So, uh, so this is not on my top top list of dancing films. Yeah. But it's um pretty, I want it. It's decent. You know, what's your what's on the what's the top of your list dancing film wise? This is interesting. Good question. Yeah. Yeah, no, like I said Did you not want me to ask that? Uh Footloose is great. I okay. also like Wild Style and uh, Right. Well Wild Style's like a movie about a whole a whole culture. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's but like then a you actually get to guy. see you get to see like the the mechanics behind the dancing. Right. So it, it's kind of like um, if I watch a music video, um, Michael Jackson talks about this, how he would watch James Brown uh, on TV, right. and they would only show the top half of him, and he would get so upset when they cut, because he wanted to see the full body. See so what he was doing. Yeah, so he could see what he's doing, exactly. And, and I feel the same way. Like, if I'm watching uh, something that's supposed to showcase the art form, right. I actually just want a static camera right. where I'm watching the... The whole body move. 
Well, yeah, they gave no real background info as, as, as to how Channing Tatum is, like, just kind of an incredible dancer. Right, where is he... Where, like, did, he, where did he get... Because, like, he, he looks, too like, too good. His, like his, his dancing. crew... He should have a crew of beta dancers. Yeah. So. That, that he's, um, you know, uh, fighting... Like, not fighting with, but competing with, because it's that competition that makes you better. Like, you used to write, mm-hmm. and, like, you, you, have a, you have your sketchbook out, and you're like, check out what I did. And then somebody wants to do better than that, and that's how you. Improve Are you talking your about writing? It could be. It could be graffiti. It could right. Be... Well, I was. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not good. Some some people are great. At yeah. All you those were. Things. <laughs> you were just like yeah. I just like painting on shit at two o'clock in the morning in the fucking, <laughs> on the red line. <clears throat> I'm trying. I'm, I'm looking up this guy's name. By yeah. the way. Um. Because I I hate that we're just calling him uh, Chan- Channing's friend. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there was no real huge shift. I mean, they needed to throw something really sort of cataclysmic in it, and it was that the death scene. Domain Radcliffe. Was the actor's name? Yes, sir. What was his Mac? What's he done since? Absolutely nothing. Glory Road. Fred 2. Skeleton. Uh, Super Ninja. S U P A H. Mm-hmm. Well, good fun. All right. So, uh, what do you think? What's your... You recommend this film? I don't know if I'd... Re- I mean, you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you haven't seen it by now, I can't think of a reason to be like, yeah, go see Step Up. <laughs> uh, okay. That being said, this movie was wildly popular. Oh, of course. Uh, critics didn't love it, but it made like hundreds of millions of dollars and there's Step Up 1, 2, 3, and 4. Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah. When I told like certain girls I worked with, ladies I worked with that I was going to watch this movie, they're like, oh my god, it's amazing. And I was like, I guess it must have been a different... Maybe it was the producer's cut that you saw that I missed. <laughs> yeah. Because all I got from it was uh, just never, you know... Foster kids can dance. Uh, a lot of people have better <laughs> educational options than others. And uh, don't roll your ankle. Yeah. And re- sell your boys out to get a record deal. Follow your dreams, though. Follow you your follow, dreams. Follow your dreams and... Selfishly follow your dreams. Rehearse a lot. Yeah. Never. I mean, don't ever stop putting in work. Art is a selfish pursuit. Wow. Really. Agreed. Totally. Very weird. individualistic. Yeah. Look at Beyonce. What it, happened to the other two? <laughs> Or that dude that was a beetle that's not a beetle anymore. Yeah. Whose name nobody knows. Right, yeah. right. Hey, yeah, look that up. I think he was the drummer. Yeah, there was an old beetle before Ringo. Yeah. And uh, right when they were getting their, their deal and they were going to break, they sat him down and they were like, bye. Yeah, give me that adorable big nose guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wrote nothing. Um, so the movie was, you know, it's a tough one to sell. I mean, it was... Kind of like took a formulaic approach to like some 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 great classic hood movies. Just seeing it was a very I mean it was beloved by the people that liked the movie, but it was like critically panned because it was a fucking terrible movie. Yeah. But it you know it it uh, produced a, a a flourishing successful marriage and uh, and a pretty sweet career on uh, what's his name's part. Channing. Uh, Channing. Yeah. So the fruit. So really, uh, this this movie is the origin story. For Channing Tatum. For Channing Tatum. Yeah, that's what it was. 
who is uh, yeah, this was his like uh, critically his 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 coming out party. <laughs> and I, I don't want to diminish uh, Jenna Dewan uh, in that she. You know, she came from being a, a backup dancer. Yeah, for Janet Jackson. Yeah, Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott. Christina so, Aguilara. So she knew what she knew what she was doing. She used to date Justin Timberlake, apparently. Hell yeah! I read man. that somewhere. So she's like. So a, she's got a type, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and uh, I I like to see like backup dancers make it. Yeah, like that's that. great. J Lo. J Lo, exactly. Uh, Paul Abdul. Paul Abdul. And um, Rosie Perez. Three backup dancers that made it. Those are all, those, and they're hugely successful. Yes, and Latinas. Ladies of all, well, Paul Abdul? Not really, but. Right. Partially? Partially. No, I don't think so. Jenna Dewana Tatum's like a, she's got a, a, an ethnic background. She's like Lebanese, Syrian, German, Irish, Scottish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just a potpourri of ethnicity. Attractive lady. And uh, also, uh, another thing to bring up is that the director of this is a woman, uh, Anna Fletcher. Yep. And she uh, makes, she's made a bunch of hits. Re uh, her first few films were all hits. What, what, yeah, what, what, what was her... Also, we can't leave out Heavy D. I know, R.I.P. Heavy D. Heavy D was good, man. I thought he was solid. Yeah, he was great. God, how lazy that I was. With wisdom. He just brought wisdom. Yeah. Um, her film... Do you think him being from Newark, New Jersey led him to just have like the backdrop on car theft? They're like, we need somebody who knows what's up. So I saw this movie and I wanted to see New Jersey Drive. I've never seen New Jersey Drive all the way through. Really? Yeah. So, the soundtrack for New Jersey Drive, on the other hand, was the shit. Yeah? Who was on it? J everybody. Redman, J. Ru I mean, people you would think would be on it. Uh, New Jersey Drive, the soundtrack. There was another... Man... I mean, I, I don't even know why we're going to get into that right now. This is a conversation you and I can have. Is there another? Is that the? Were there a couple different? They did car two thief movies that came out at the same time. I don't know if they do. Uh, they did maybe, but I feel like New Jersey soundtrack was so successful they did two of them. So Anna Fletcher, uh, by the way, made three hits: Step Up, Twenty Seven Dresses, and The Proposal. And then the last two films that she made... Those are all big ones. ...were uh, The Guilt Trip and uh, Hot Pursuit. And those didn't get such great reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. So she is uh, three for five. Uh-huh. Um, but, hey, directing's tough. And uh, I'm looking forward to her putting out another, another killer. There you go. Yeah, there's 17 songs on this soundtrack, man. Ill Al Scratch... Red All man. right. So for anybody that's listening to this, <laughs> that's looking for like an early '90s hip hop uh, soundtrack, Heavy D was on the soundtrack to New Jersey Drive. Heavy D is on the New Jersey Drive soundtrack. Get that. Uh, I guess that's it, man. This is our review of of Sub Step Up. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast was about as deep as the movie. <laughs> I wanted it to end, and now we just want this one to end. <laughs> See it if you have um, a seven-year-old uh, son or daughter that you want to introduce to hood movies in the most uh, friend, uh, family-friendly way. Totally. It's good, clean fun in the hood. It is. With uh, one person being tragically murdered. And let Heavy D teach your kids some shit. Yeah. Learn from him. He is. He's the Lawrence Fishburne of this movie. <laughs> he really is the Furious Styles. <laughs> that's awesome that's actually perfect alright guys so I give this movie a uh, 
six out of like we six. Come up with the ratings literally on the fly. Yeah. Nah, we'll just fucking debate it. Yeah. What are you, one, two, three? I mean, it's a six out of ten. It's like God damn it, you are a friendly motherfucker. Man. It's a, six out of ten. I, look, anything below a five is a failure. I'm saying that there's nothing about this film where I'm like, oh my god, that was horrific. I mean, we can be as rugged as we need to be because this, these guys already made all the money they're going to make off these movies. That's 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 the thing about reviewing old movies. Yeah. We're not hurting anyone's sales. Nor would we ever, because who the fuck's listening at this point? <laughs> but, yeah, I, was, I mean, shit. Six out of ten? Three out of ten? The acting was cheeseball. Skinny got smoked. It was too much dancing. <laughs> not enough dancing for me. I like too the, much dancing for you. I like, the chick, I like the chick from The Wire. That was a good one. Heavy D. Yeah. Also, the judge. This is going to be a little piece of stuff for the DC people listening to this. Uh, he was Frank Herzog, who was a famous uh, sports local sportscaster for Channel 7 and, the, and Sonny Sam and Frank, uh, the radio broadcast team for the Redskins for the better part of 25 years. Hell yeah. The only DC celebrity that I would care about is if Jim Vance was on this. <laughs> I just I would, I would put Jim Vance with his like sixty year old man like one earring. I think he just in, retired. In everything that was the best, dude. Or Sue Palka, shout outs to Sue Palka. Jesus, Let she's me the know weather if lady. There's like a if, dude. She told me all the snow days. She was the best, dude. Yeah, Sue Palka. She might as well have been my Oracle of Delphi. Do I have to go to school tomorrow, Sue? And the third most famous George Michael, which was the other DC, the Sports Machine. <laughs> Um, all right, guys. This is it. This has been Step Up. Yeah. And uh, and we're sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's it. Eat, pray, judge. Eat, pray, judge. Coming at you next week with uh, another banger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, this is our first post-9-11 movie. Yeah. So uh, let's see if they get better. We were emotionally drained thinking about it. <laughs> let's see if they get better. <laughs> Fuck you looking at me, I got me to say you want me When you gonna give it up to me Because your body enticing me, making me honey When you gonna give it up to me When it's fun today, girl, then I must see tomorrow When you fulfill my fantasy Because you know I give you love and shade like an arrow When you gonna give it up to me Hey, pretty girl, so me love to see you walk And I have black English, but no sissy with me